Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy. We're living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Genesis chapter 31 from the Jesus Bible, NIV edition. We're going to review key takeaways and end our session with a prayer. Jacob flees from Laban. Jacob heard that Laban's son were saying, Jacob has taken everything our father owned and has gained all this wealth from what belonged to our father. And Jacob noticed that Laban's attitude towards him was not what it had been. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent word to Rachel and Leah to come out to the fields where his flocks were. He said to them, I see that your father's attitude towards me is not what it was before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I've worked for your father with all my strength, yet your father has cheated me by changing my wages ten times. However, God has not allowed him to harm me. If he said the speckled ones will be your wages, then all the flocks gave birth to speckled young. And if he said the streaked ones will be your wages, then all the flocks bore streaked young. So God has taken away from your father's livestock and has given them to me. In breeding season, I once had a dream in which I looked up and saw that the male goats mating with the flock were streaked, speckled, or spotted. The angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, I answered, here I am. And he said, Look up and see that all the male goats mating with the flock are streaked, speckled, or spotted. For I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now leave this land at once and go back to your native land. Then Rachel and Leah replied, Do we still have any share in the inheritance of our father's estate? Does he not regard us as foreigners? Not only has he sold us, but he has used up what was paid for us. Surely all the wealth that God took away from our father belonged to us and our children. So do whatever God has told you. Then Jacob put his children and his wives on camels, and he drove all the livestock ahead of him, along with all the goods he had accumulated in Padam Aram, to go to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. When Laban had gone to share his sheep, Rachel stole her father's household gods. Moreover, Jacob deceived Laban the Aramean by not telling him he was running away. So he fled with all he had, crossed the Euphrates River, and headed for the hill country of Gilead. Laban pursues Jacob. On the third day, Laban was told that Jacob had fled. Taking his relatives with him, he pursued Jacob for seven days and caught up with him in the hill country of Gilead. Then God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream at night and said to him, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country of Gilead when Laban overtook him, and Laban and his relatives camped there too. Then Laban said to Jacob, What have you done? You've deceived me, and you've carried off my daughters like captives in war? Why did you run off secretly and deceive me? Why didn't you tell me so I could send you away with joy and singing to the music of timbrels and harps? You didn't even let me kiss my grandchildren and my daughters goodbye. You have done a foolish thing. I have the power to harm you, but last night the God of your father said to me, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Now you have gone off because you longed to return to your father's household, but why did you steal my gods? Jacob answered Laban, I was afraid, because I thought you would take your daughters away from me by force. But if you find anyone who has your gods, that person should not live. In the presence of our relatives, see for yourself whether there is anything of yours here with me, and if so, take it. Now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the gods. So Laban went into Jacob's tent, and into Leah's tent, and into the tent of the two female servants, but he found nothing. After he came out of Leah's tent, he entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household gods and put them inside her camel's saddle, and was sitting on them. 
Laban searched through everything in the tent, but found nothing. Rachel said to her father, Don't be angry, my lord, that I cannot stand up in your presence. I'm having my period. So he searched, but could not find the household gods. Jacob was angry and took Laban to task. What is my crime? he asked Laban. How have I wronged you that you hunt me down? Now that you have searched through all my goods, what have you found that belongs to your household? Put it here in front of your relatives and mine, and let them judge between the two of us. I have been with you for twenty years now. Your sheep and goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten rams from your flocks. I did not bring your animals torn by wild beasts. I bore the loss myself, and you demanded payment from me for whatever was stolen by day or night. This was my situation. The heat consumed me in the daytime, and the cold at night, and sleep fled from my eyes. It was like this for the twenty years I was in your household. I worked for you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flocks, and you changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been with me, you would surely have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen my hardship and the toil of my hands, and last night he rebuked you. Laban answered Jacob, The women are my daughters, the children are my children, and the flocks are my flocks. All you see is mine. Yet what can I do today about these daughters of mine, or about the children they have borne? Come now, let's make a covenant, you and I, and let it serve as witness between us. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. He said to his relatives, Gather some stones. So they took stones and piled them in a heap, and they ate there by the heap. Laban called it Jegra Sahadutha, and Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, This heap is a witness between you and me today. That is why it was called Galid. It was also called Mizpah. Because he said, May the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are away from each other. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take any wives besides my daughters, even though no one is with us, remember that God is witness between you and me. Laban also said to Jacob, Here is the heap, and here is the pillar I have set up between you and me. This heap is a witness, and this pillar is a witness, that I will not go past this heap to your side to harm you, and that you will not go past this heap and pillar to my side to harm me. May the God of Abraham and the God of Nahor and the God of their father judge between us. So Jacob took an oath in the name of the fear of his father Isaac. He offered a sacrifice there in the hill country and invited his relatives to a meal. After they had eaten, they spent the night there. Early the next morning, Laban kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then he left and returned home. This is the end of Genesis chapter 31. So we see here that Jacob is seeing that the tides are turning against him and that his father-in-law Laban now is jealous of his wealth. And Laban himself, uh, because of how he has mismanaged his belongings, his material things, have pretty much lost everything um, and, and has tried to constantly change the wages that he paid Jacob. But in spite of that, God continued to bless Jacob and protect him from Laban. So he decides to leave in the middle of the night to get away from Laban because he knows things are not looking well. He knows the sons of Laban are also jealous of him. And so Laban, when he discovers that three days later, um, starts to chase him down and catches up with him and confronts him saying that somebody stole his gods. It actually turned out to be one of his daughters, but she actually is able to hide it and Laban does not find it. 
Jacob, who is ignorant of the fact that his wife actually did steal his gods, is um, not aware of what's going on. So he confronts Laban and says, uh, I have worked faithfully for you. You have cheated me in the process in terms of my wages. But uh, if you find anything, uh, please take it and produce produce the evidence. The fact that he couldn't find anything, he said, now let us part ways. And, and so they do. But we can see here that uh, Jacob is protected by God uh, once again. Uh, Jacob from from him and through his line, through Abraham's line, is where the blessing is coming to the world. And so God's going to protect his promise and it's going to protect the the plan that he has. And over and over again, Jacob is protected. And the Messianic line where Jesus eventually is coming from is being protected through through history. And through the Bible, we see this over and over again, divine intervention uh, to protect God's plan. And so let us really pay attention to this. Think about it. Let it sink in. Let us understand how omnipotent God is and how once he makes a promise, it's going to come to fruition no matter what. And no one can ever stand in its way. So let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for, once again, your word that guides us every day, that coaches us, that gives us advice, that helps us understand how we ought to react, how we ought to behave, how we ought to think, even though we don't, even though we're humans and we constantly fail. We fail ourselves. We fail you. We react in ways that we shouldn't react, in unchristian ways. But Lord, um, we are able to because of your infinite grace, you forgive us. You give us a fresh new start every time. And we just have to ask for it. We just have to believe in your son, Jesus, as our Savior, our eternal um, Savior. And so, Lord, we ask that you send the Holy Spirit to us and that you give us the wisdom and the grace every day to realize that we're nothing, that we need you, and to repent and to go back to you every time we find ourselves deviating and walking away in the wrong direction. So, Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Genesis chapter 31. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.